Welcome to The Real Truth About Business, the show dedicated to giving small business owners like you the real, straight, and honest truth about growing a sustainable and profitable business. I'm your host, Michelle Denio, strategic growth consultant, networking expert, and your new biz bestie. Every episode, you can expect actionable tips and insights covering topics from pricing to networking, mindset to strategic planning, latest market trends, and just some good old-fashioned tried-and-true business growth strategies. Ready to dive in? Let's go. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of The Real Truth About Business. Um, It is the month of December. Hopefully, you guys are wrapping up your year. And part of um, the series I wanted to do in December was truly to showcase and do a bit of client spotlight. So we have another client spotlight today and one that I'm super excited about. It's a name that you are going to recognize because I mention her a lot in a lot of podcasts. Um, We've been working together now for, oh gosh, at least two, probably two years now. And so I wanted to absolutely bring her on the show, share a little bit about her journey, and then also how she's helped me, which again, I've talked about it. So without further ado, I have Britt Chemla-Jones with me today. Britt, thank you so much for being here. Hey, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for uh, asking me to be on your podcast. This is really fun. Oh, it is. It's going to be a fun conversation. So for those of that like the audience that doesn't you don't know Britt, right? So first of all, you absolutely should be following Britt. Um, we're going to make sure that you are connected with her on Instagram. She has a private Instagram community. I'll make sure all of that is linked in the show notes. Um, but Britt and I met during COVID through a Facebook group. I think it was actually it was in what was interesting. So here's a couple of key points. I'm going to try to point out some all the key points here as we go through this conversation, because I think these the key points are important to remember and think about in your own journey, right? So yes, I'm doing a client spotlight, but I, there's also a lot of teaching moments that are going to come from this. So be mindful and be, be open and actively listening here. So a key point here to how Britt and I met is we met in a Facebook group on a post thread of somebody looking for a business coach. However, Britt was not the person asking for a business coach. Britt was one of the lurkers on that thread asking for a business coach, right? So the lurkers are, you know, don't, don't hesitate. So if you think like people are not seeing your content or people aren't seeing your, your stuff, a lot of times the people that buy are not the ones that engage, right? Britt, is that, is that true? How we met? Did I get that right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Yeah. It was some big Facebook group and, I had been a lurker for a while, for a few months, and then somebody asked a question about looking for a business coach. I can't remember exactly what the question was, but you responded to her, and I loved the way that you responded. I can't remember what you wrote, but it just really resonated with me. And so then I think I just reached out, and uh, we started DMing, and then we had a Zoom chat, and that's how we met, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So Britt, tell everybody a little bit more about you, your journey into entrepreneurship, how you've gotten from where you were to where you are now. And I know you've been, you've got decades and decades of experience. So just share with the audience a little bit more about that. Yeah, I'm a energy healer. I'm a Reiki master. I'm also a yoga teacher and a meditation teacher. 
So I've been uh, practicing yoga and meditation for about 30 years and teaching for about 25 years. And uh, the energy healing, I was kind of just doing on my own, uh, kind of behind the scenes. And the yoga and the meditation was taking place only in yoga studios. This is pre-COVID. And then when COVID hit, uh, all the yoga studios had to close and the yoga teachers started to teach on Zoom from their home. And it was a great opportunity to keep in touch with our students and still keep teaching. But it became clear that the teachers no longer needed the studios because if we were teaching from home on Zoom, then there was no reason to keep working through the studios. Um, and at the same time, I started to realize that the work that I do with energy healing was very transferable, uh, could work really well at a distance working through Zoom. So uh, when you and I started working together, uh, at first I thought I'm just going to be an online yoga teacher, but then uh, you were able to show me uh, all the other opportunities that were available that I could do yoga, meditation, energy healing, and we've actually uh, pivoted even more to the energy healing because uh, I think there's great opportunity there and there's a huge need uh, for some energy mm -hmm. healing in the world right now. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I'm a huge fan. I love, love, love it. Um, can't really imagine my life without it now, once I, you know, especially now that I've experienced it. So I want to share a little bit about a, our journey here. We have worked together in multiple different capacities. So and there's a couple things here. And what uh, another key takeaway for those of you that are listening is that Britt and I started with a one-to-one -one package, right? And this is what I always, always talk about is lifetime value versus long-term value, right? So Britt and I started with a six-month, or actually, I don't remember if it was three or six months. I can't remember. But either way, it was, was it six? Yeah, yeah. one. so a six-month package, one-to-one. -one, and here we are three years later, and you are recommitting for the third year to the Focus Visionary for the 12 months, right? So lifetime value, long-term relationship, creating loyalty, creating super fans, but also creating an understanding that as you grow and as your offers evolve and your offers grow, that you can continue to serve your audience in new ways and that you don't always have to find new audience, right? So I am a huge fan of lifetime clients. Once people are in my world, like I'm never going to let them go. Like you are in my world. Like you, you just, you know, I do not, I do not believe in that, but that is where what we have done and how we have worked together has changed. We've gone from one to one, then you've gone into the mastermind, you know, more in a group setting to the coffee club, back to one-on-one, -on -one, back to the group setting, right? And so continuing to show up and be flexible for how people need you in that moment is so, so important and also what creates that longevity. If you are not fluid and not willing to make changes and not willing to meet people where they're at, that is how you lose clients that could potentially be very loyal and very lifelong. So I just wanna always continue to point out some of these things that like thinking about how can you continue to serve people in a different way but that's just kind of a, a key a key takeaway there for you but i want to talk about your moving from one-to-one -to, -one to the group program so brit was brand new to the online space right she told you she was in she always has built her business in person yoga studios 
in somebody else's room, right? Like it was never her own yoga studio. She was always a teacher in somebody else's studio. So they did a lot of the sales. They did a lot of the marketing. She just had to show up. And so um, we start working together and now I'm telling her she's got to get in all these rooms. We've got to start talking to people, right? Which is not exactly something you felt terribly comfortable with, right? Like talk about like, how were you feeling when I first said, like, I want you in this mastermind. I think you need to start talking to people. You need to start networking. You need to start building relationships. And I really want you to be a part of the Alliance. Oh my gosh. It was, I mean, it was, you know, it was why I hired you. I hired you because I knew you would tell me the truth. I knew you would not be sugarcoating it. I knew that you also really cared and wanted the best for me. So I, I knew that it was the right thing for me to do, but I'm definitely an introvert. And uh, it was, it was a, a struggle at first. Uh, it was definitely challenging. I didn't even understand what the word mastermind meant. I was so new to the online world. I didn't understand what the benefit was, what we would do. I like, I was completely clueless, uh, but I trusted you. And so uh, after you pushed me very uh, gently, but surely uh, I went into the mastermind and it was uh, of great benefit. I absolutely loved being in it. Yeah. So even to that point, it wasn't even like, I mean, when she says I had to really even like convince her, not convince, but like really push her out of the, her comfort zone to the extent of saying, I'm not going to charge you for the first month because I want you to even see this, right? Like I wasn't yeah. even, I was like, this is a non-negotiable for me and I'm going to take money away from like the table. Like you are going and you are going to show up and, but amazing things happen when you push yourself out of your comfort zone or when you have somebody, maybe you don't push yourself, when you have somebody that is willing to push you out of your comfort zone, because we were just on a call um, the other day. And as we were reflecting on your 2023 clients and conversions and, you know, where clients are finding you, what was the result of that? Yeah, the vast majority of my clients came from the mastermind or from somebody that they knew, or they purchased a session with me and gifted it to a friend, or most of the business that I have came from the mastermind. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, this is about building relationships, right? It's about building that no like trust factor and creating a space. And this is the beautiful thing about being in, in rooms and being in groups of this sort is that you really get to create deeper, more intimate relationships. And so people are getting to know you at a different level. You have the ability to expand and share exact a little bit more about your offers than what you would normally do in your content or anything of that sort. I mean, think about what a win this was that one of the members inside of the Alliance in 2022 bought a session for every one of her clients from Brit and that was her gift. That's what she gifted all of her clients. She trusted and felt that, you know, connected with Brit. And so this is something like when you talk about wins, right? Client spotlight wins. Like, is there anything better than another client buying sessions with you for all of their clients? Like, I've never even heard of that. Like, I didn't even think to do that. I thought that was just such, such a beautiful testament to you and the power of supporting one another, supporting each other through that group. And um, you you had amazing, amazing opportunity to meet new people through that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was lovely. Uh, it was a end of year gift that she uh, gave to her clients. 
and you know through that I have met other people and I've also been able to um, get some podcast interviews through the uh, mastermind or talk to uh, private Facebook groups I've just been able to really expand the size of the of my audience uh, both the clients and then just the general audience that I talk to purely through the mastermind. So it's been invaluable. Yeah. And the other thing that Britt does very, very well um, that I really want to point out is that the mastermind did not just magically turn all of these clients for her, right? Like there is a level of commitment that came with that. So once Britt, one of the things that I absolutely love and adore about Britt the most is that when she commits to something, she commits to it, right? And there's been very few sessions that she has missed. She shows up every week to the coffee club for the most part, unless they are in Curacao or France <laughs> or catching up on travel, you know, all of all last summer, which was absolutely beautiful. And, you know, I was amazed. Or, oh, and Aruba. You went all three yeah. places, right? Yeah. yeah we amazing. Did, yeah. <laughs> so, um, but it's about the commitment, right? Like these things don't just naturally happen. So yes, Britt and I have been working together. Yes, I pushed her, you know, to join this mastermind, but it's the commitment on her end to show up, to be uncomfortable for a lot of reasons. Like do not think for any one second, even now there is a level of discomfort with being a part of the mastermind, being a part of, you had a level of discomfort saying yes to the focus visionary, right? Like there's still a level of discomfort in committing to these things, but it's commitment because you're seeing the results of it. And so you're continuing to push yourself um, outside of your comfort zone. But what for you creates that commitment? What is it? Like, how do you keep yourself committed to that? I'm really committed to growing my business and I trust that your advice is correct and that when you tell me that it's all about building relationships, that that's what's needed. And therefore, I understand that growth is uncomfortable. I understand that growth requires challenging ourselves and uh, doing things out of our comfort zone and doing things we've never done before. Because if I wanted to remain the same person, then I would just keep doing the exact same thing I've always done. But if I want to shift and become a new person, then I need to shift the things that I do. Uh, and, you know, we, I, I talk about that in spiritual practice as well, that if we want to make a shift, then the actions have to reflect the shift that we're trying to make. And so I'm, I'm trying, I'm wanting to grow my business. Therefore, I need to change what I do. Uh, and I've, I've, I, I have come to realize, and I trust you, that it's all about the relationships. And so even though as an introvert, it's uncomfortable for me, it still is. Uh, I still get nervous before every mastermind or every... Um, uh, 100 Coffee Chats Club, uh, but I show up because I know it's going to be useful. It helps me to speak eloquently about what I do. It helps me to connect with people. It just helps me on so many levels. And so that little tinge of discomfort is minor in comparison to everything that I get out of it. Yeah, there's another really great key takeaway that you just mentioned is that when she showing up to these events helps her to speak more clearly about what she does. And to me, this is one of the biggest and best benefits to showing up to weekly networking groups or calls or anything of such in a group setting is when you have to introduce yourself. It is so hard 
Everybody, we all struggle with that introduction. And you know how I feel about I help statements. I absolutely hate them. But we have to be able to clearly articulate how we help other people and what we do. And the only way you get better at that is to practice and to continue to show up and to continue to have to tell people about it, right? And so that's the beautiful thing about being in events like that or in the group or the mastermind. And I think that's been very, very helpful because you've actually had people come back and question and say, tell me a little bit more, or I'm not really clear on that. Like, can you explain that a little bit further? That was even, I think, we did that in one of the mastermind sessions about one of your new programs, Reiki on demand, which we were talking about and the conversation, people just started asking you more questions. And then two people, all three of us ended up signing up, but two of them who knew nothing because they, they were seeing your content, they were hearing it, they were, but they didn't understand it. And so by them forcing you to have to keep explaining it in different ways and answer questions in ways they understood, you ended up gaining two clients from that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And one thing that I, one thing I love that you do in uh, the Coffee Chats Club is that sometimes you'll have us introduce somebody else um, that we've had a conversation with. And it's always so interesting to hear somebody else describe what it is that I do and just noticing the words that they use and how they phrase things. And that's really a valuable data as well, how other people describe what I do. Yeah, absolutely. So... I mean, I think in general here, I do want to shift because I really want Britt. There's a couple things that Britt has really helped me do, and I really want to put a spotlight back on her. Um, and I just wanted to share overall of like a couple things that really have created success for Britt. And that's, you know, being willing to get uncomfortable, number one. Number two is understanding that she's committed to her growth, right? And she's committed to her growth and knows that she can't do it alone, right? And think about that. Like there is nothing wrong, nothing wrong with asking for help. And there's so many of us that feel like we can just figure it out or we should be able to figure it out. And the reality is, no, you shouldn't, right? Like my job, like you said to me the other day is I want to learn how to be a better business owner, right? Like I've been, I've got decades of experience as yoga and energy healing, like decades of knowledge, but I'm new to the business world, right? And that's just the thing. It's like, that's the goal of a good mentor is to take your skills and help you be a better business owner. And that's the goal. And that's exactly what's happening here. And so being fluid and understanding like what program is going to serve you in this moment, right? Like looking at and seeing. And and you've, you and I talked about that a little bit is like, is the group program better for you versus the one-to-one. And even then I didn't let you out of that. You, there was a side of you was like, Oh, I think I like just working one-to-one. I was like, Nope, no, no, no. You are going to stay in the group program because you have benefited so well from it and you will continue to benefit and you need, you know, I know personally that that is something you need. And so that is, again, my, my role as a coach and my role as a mentor is to always understand that just because a client is asking me and telling me what they want, does not mean it's always what they need, right? And I will continue to be very open and honest and tell you exactly like, nope, sorry. You can always add on one-to-one if you need me, but you really need to be in the Focus Visionary um, and continuing to be in the group setting. So anyways, all right. So let's, is there anything else you wanted to add in in regards to that before we flip the script to All About You? Uh, no, I, I love the, the that you're using the word fluid and I, working with you has been really fluid. And that's one thing that I love about the biz planning 
that um, that year long uh, program that the goals are fluid, the the approaches are fluid, but at the end we are able to achieve so much and we reach the goals that we have uh, set for ourselves. And so the fluidity has been really powerful. Yeah, actually, real quick before we we do shift, didn't you? You really were kind of surprised that you had met your goals. Weren't you feeling like you had not met your goals, yeah. which you did when you so were it was great reflected I, back? Yeah, I fill out all your worksheets that you send us. And uh, it was actually quite lovely to go back and read them over and realize everything that I've achieved and how much I've actually gotten done. And yeah, my uh, I reached my goal in September. Uh, that I had set to, for myself. Um, yeah, so that was really exciting to see. And then there was still uh, a whole quarter left in the year uh, to surpass my goal. So that was really exciting. I love it. I love it. I love it. That's awesome. All right. So now let's let's shift a little bit. Let's talk about you. Let's talk about what you do. And I want to kind of give a spotlight to how Brett has helped me in a sense of why I refer her to everybody and why I feel like, you know, everybody should connect with her. But one of the things for me is always time, right? Like I always put a million things on my calendar. I feel like I'm constantly racing. I always overcommit. I have a very hard boundary issue, especially with my family. Um, well, just in general, like anything that has to do with entertaining. Like I am always the one that says, yes, I'll take care of it. I'll do this. Let's do that. You know, for God's sakes, I just planned a three day surprise party for my husband. Not a one day, like three day, right? So I really struggle with that. And that has been something that I think what's been so powerful in working with you is for me is that understanding a lot of what is currently going on in our personal life is very reflective of what is happening in our, our business life. Right. And so when I allow people to, or when I bend and push my boundaries a little bit on the business side or on the personal side, inevitably it almost always happens on the business side as well. And something that you have really, really encouraged me to do for years now is to create this sacred space. So I want you to just talk about like, what is the importance of that? Why is that so special? How do you create it? What does it need to look like? You know, because I think for a lot of people, we think, oh, sacred space. Like I know I, that my issue has always been, I don't have a spot. I don't have a spot in my house that I can create, right? Like, Everything is open, which it is kind of open. Like my husband was sitting in my chair the other day and he sat down right on the ottoman next to me. I was like, ah, get out of my space, go. <laughs> but talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so um, a lot of people will tell me that they can't meditate and or they tried to meditate and it didn't work. It didn't take. Um, but the so the truth is that meditation is very straightforward and very simple. You can just sit somewhere for two minutes and just do nothing, and that counts as meditation. Now, if you want to establish a personal practice where you meditate on a regular basis, maybe even every day, it's helpful to have a place where you always sit, a place that every time you walk by it, it's that's where you have your little practice. It just reminds you that this is the, the special place for you that feels really happy and peaceful and where you can really connect with your own essence. And so, you know, it, we can start with, well, when I meditate, I always sit in this chair, but then it, it can turn into something really beautiful and powerful when 
you always sit in that chair, but you all that's also where you keep your journal. And that's also where you have a little candle. And maybe if you have some crystals, that's where you keep them. And pretty soon you've assembled the tools that you need to create this meditation practice or this spiritual practice. And it's all in this one little place in your house. And you call it your sacred space or your special place, or you can call it whatever you want. Um, but the, the story that I love to tell is that I, had the, I knew this woman who um, lived in a small apartment in New York City, and she, didn't have, she literally did not have space for a sacred yeah. space in her house or in her apartment. And so she would keep all her tools in a little shoebox that would fit under the bed. And so when it was time to have her spiritual time, she would just pull the shoebox out from under the bed flip it over and then on top of the bottom part of the shoebox she would put her candle her lighter her crystals maybe she had a set of oracle cards and that was all she needed then she could just sit in front of it and just have a moment to herself to just calm her energy uh, and so you really don't need a lot of space it's just about the commitment of being willing to actually do it yeah. And I think too, for me, one of the things when I think of like going and sitting in a sacred space and why I, I probably resisted it for so long, again, it's new. So it's no different, right? Than me pushing Brit out of her comfort zone and her pushing back. Like it just, no matter what I gave her for resistance in the sacred space was that I felt like it needed to be like <clears throat> a big thing, right? Meditate, journal, light the, you know, pull a card or do like all of the things. And then I finally just really had this realization, I think to you is that it doesn't have to look like anything, right? Mm -hmm. Like it could just be as simple as sitting in the chair for two minutes and doing nothing, putting my phone down, not journaling, not reading, doing nothing, just sitting. Or maybe some days I did journal, some days I read, some days I, color on my phone, right? Like that is equally as bad. And also too, that meditation or being in a meditative state doesn't necessarily mean eyes closed, guided meditation on, right? Like it could just simply be just sitting. And for me, when I made that shift and when you helped me to understand that it was really just about creating and sitting with yourself for a few minutes and just reconnecting with yourself, that's when I started to be able to be more committed with it. And now I don't always sit in my chair. Like we just got a hot tub. So yesterday I was sitting in that, you know, now it's like, oh, well, this is a beautiful sacred space, right? Like that immediately water for sure immediately puts me into a, like a meditative state, but it's just about embracing it in general. Right. And that's what you, you mentioned to me. I said, oh, I didn't sit in my chair, but I found myself doing this. And you said, now you're just embracing spirituality and living kind of in, in that sacred space. Exactly. And as you said, it's about tuning into our own higher self. And so it's lovely to have that sacred space where you can sit and just be with yourself. You know, we talk so much about self-love and self-acceptance. Well, that's the first step of just enjoying your own company. And that just might simply be sitting in a place and just being with yourself for two minutes without doing anything else. And then as that progresses, you start to feel this uh, connection to your higher self 
throughout the day, even while you're doing the dishes, even while you're going for a walk with Piper. You know, you can be in that state of just feeling uh, like you belong and like everything is uh, in alignment and it doesn't, it's not uh, location specific anymore. It's just part of who you are and have part of living your life from a spiritual perspective. Yeah, absolutely. I love, I love that. And I want, I hope all of you listening are taking away from that is like really just taking the pressure, taking the pressure off, right? Like that's the whole point is like creating this spiritual practice and just is not about having pressure, right? But yet we put this pressure on us thinking like, oh my God, I got to create this practice and I got to do this and I got to do this. And that's what felt, it just felt so heavy. And I was like, this is not how it should be. And I felt like when I overcommitted and when I was overthinking, it was like, oh my God, I didn't meditate today. I missed a day. I got to start over. I got to do this. It completely eliminated anything spiritual about it because it just became so such a commitment and so heavy and just so much pressure that it completely destroyed everything I was trying to create. Yeah. And, you know, we go back to the word being fluid, right? Of just like flowing with the energy as it goes while still creating the boundaries, still creating the the space that uh, is protected and is safe and uh, is not uh intruded upon by other people or other energies or other forces. So there's still that strong boundary where we feel safe, but then within the boundary, we find fluidity. And uh, today the practice looks like this and tomorrow it'll look like that. And it's fine because really all it is about is tuning into your higher self. Yeah, absolutely. I love that you you really have helped me do that. So if there's something, you know, if you're listening and you're feeling like, oh, I just don't know how to create my own spiritual practice, you know, no different than how I feel very strongly in business that everybody's strategy for growth, like when Britt said, I'm very committed to the growth of my business, the growth of her business looks very different than the growth of another client's business, right? And so I feel very strongly about that level of customization. I think your spiritual practice can be equally as customized. And that is something that Britt very much excels at and something that she's very good at. So if you are feeling like, I just don't know how, like you're feeling called to want to create more of this, especially as we enter the new year. I know it's like always new year, new routines, new habits. We get this new energy. Like, don't let it be something that you only do for the first couple weeks of the year. Right. And that is what was happening to me is I get this new year, I get the new energy and like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to meditate and I'm going to journal. And, you know, and then by whatever, the end of January, that plan went to hell. And, you know, here I felt like a disappointment, you know, I was like disappointed in myself. And now, I don't see that happening because I know exactly what that looks like every day. I know how to connect back with myself. And, and that's been something that's been very, very helpful. And I know that it, it and now because it, there's no pressure to it, it's very easy to commit to. I can't imagine not doing it. Right. That's the thing is like, I can't imagine not doing it because it's just become such a natural part of my day and my life. So Britt can very easily help you with that if that's something you're you're doing. And then one last thing, I know we're getting close on time here. It's been about 30 minutes. I try to keep them, you know, I think people's attention spans about 30 minutes. But I do want to talk about one other practice that you gave me that I found very, very helpful, which is your pages journaling. And I know that's not, it's not even something you created. I, I know that it's something of, but you 
told me about it. So can you share with them what that looks like? Because you and I did that together during 2022. We did a, a practice where we held each other accountable and I loved it. And whenever I am feeling, again, it's not something I do every day, but whenever I am feeling like I've got a lot of thoughts, like I need to process something out, it is always my go-to practice again. So can you share a little bit more about that pages journaling? Cause I just love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a journaling practice. Um, it's been around for a long time. I read about it in a book called the artist's way. Um, and basically it's, a uh, a, a journaling practice that helps you to get in touch with your subconscious. And so you write three pages, nonstop, stream of consciousness. Don't worry about spelling or grammar or anything. Just write, 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 write. And um, at first, you might, the first few sentences might be uh, things that you want to put on the page. And then at some point, there's a sh uh, energetic shift that happens and your subconscious starts writing and it becomes really interesting. Um, you start to see uh, uh, issues that you might have hidden from yourself. You start to see patterns that uh, might have been invisible before. Uh, and just doing this practice uh, on a regular basis is really helpful. So like you said, you know, when we're trying to figure something out or there's something going on internally and we're not quite sure what it is, it's a great way to tune in and uh, speak to your own subconscious and get that stuff out. And um, I know you and I had talked about when I commit to doing a, a pages practice, then I'll give myself a month. I'll start on this date and I will end on this date a month later. And then it's every day, no matter what, I write those three pages um, and having an end date is helpful. So I don't feel, uh, like this will never end. I, you know, it gives me a, an end point to look forward to. Uh, but yeah, it's a, a great way to, uh, work things out that might be a, a source of confusion in your own mind. Yeah. I, I think for me, why I love it so much again is because if I find, if you see a common trend here is I don't like anything to feel like it's in stone. Like I have to do something a certain way. Right. And so the only rule quote unquote rule inside of this practice is that it's three pages and you stop at three pages, you stop. And sometimes, and I was just always amazed at what came out. Some days I was like writing and journaling and talking to myself as if I were a client. Other days it was in the first, you know, first, first person other days it was in third person someday and then next thing like you said by page two it's like okay here we are we're off on some other thing and it's really it created a lot of clarity it creates a massive amount of clarity even if nothing else just to get it out just mm -hmm. get it out and then you really end up finding like like you said the subconscious takes over and there's like that deep rooted, like whatever the root of the issue is, right? Like you get beyond the surface level. So if you are n not necessarily um, somebody who has really tapped into some type of spiritual practice, you really could do this even without, you know, even if you don't feel like you're very spiritual or not, this is still such a, a beautiful practice because it just, it's like that you just end up finding like, what is really going on, right? I think for a lot of us, we sit at surface level. And with this practice, it kind of just takes that, 
to the next layer. And the more you do it, you keep peeling back those layers. And that's when you really start to see the results and you really start to get into your head and know exactly what's going on of seeing like, oh, okay. Yeah. And that's where the clarity comes from is that it's just, it, it really helps you get beyond that surface. Yeah, it might start with an uncomfortable emotion, you know, we're upset about something and then we start writing and at some point we realize, oh, I'm not actually angry, I'm actually hurt or I'm actually fearful or this actually reminds me of something that happened in my childhood or whatever it is. Um, so we start with some the surface that might be an uncomfortable emotion and then at some point we get into something much deeper. That's then once we have figured out the kernel at, inside the issue, it's so much easier to dismantle it, so much easier to let it go once we know what the actual issue is. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, Brett, thank you so much for being here with me. I know um, you have your 5D manifesting IG group and inside of there, everybody that joins gets a free Oracle card reading with you, correct? Yes, absolutely. Uh, when somebody joins, uh, I send them a message right away. And if they want a free Oracle card reading, I will do one right away for them. Awesome. So, and again, it's not scary. It's not anything. I think a lot of times we, we shy away from it because we're afraid it's going to be bad news. Um, oh, it's never, but really it's never, bad. never bad news. Exactly. Never. There's never bad news. Even, never. uh, I joke with Brit, there was, um, for a while there we were, it was, God, we went for a good six months of uh, working together one on one, and she would pull a rune. She has these other another tool called runes, which we haven't talked about. But you, if you join her group, you'll hear about them. And um, what is that one? I used to call it like um, the yeah. Ice Princess. What's the one? <laughs> Elsa. I used to call it Elsa because yeah. it was always like this frozen. Like everything yeah. is frozen in time right now. It was like a, a reminder that things were frozen, but they would eventually melt. So I always called it Elsa. Right. So it could be. It, that was probably it was a joke it was a running joke what's, what's the actual name of it yeah it's called isa and you know as, as you say that's uh the worst news that you can get is that you'll have to be more patient right so <laughs> exactly. yeah so when it comes to yeah. oracle cards or runes you know the the worst news will be uh yes everything's great but you're gonna have to wait because this is not the right time so things yeah. will move divine timing, but not right now. So that's the as bad as it gets. Other than that, the news is always really positive and really uplifting and helpful and moving you along your spiritual path. So it cannot possibly be bad. Yeah. Yeah. Even if you get Elsa, the snow. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> this is a running joke forever because I clearly was not being patient enough because she popped up quite a bit for a while yeah. there. But yeah. Um, <laughs> Anyways, awesome. Britt, thank you so much for being here. Um, enjoy, enjoy your new year. I am looking forward to seeing your incredible growth in 2024 inside the Focus Visionary and all the amazing things that you have ahead. And if there's anything, if anybody has any questions or you want to reach out to Britt or you want me to make a personal introduction, I'm happy to do that. Um, but please, please, please check all the links in the show notes. And thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you so, so much. Thank you very much for having me. All right, we'll talk soon. Bye. Thanks so much for listening today. But remember, now it's time to take action. My goal is to get you results. So what is one action you can commit to taking this week? Feel free to share it with me in my DMs or tag me on your socials. Not sure what action to take? Grab the link in the show notes and schedule a strategic power hour. 
We can talk through it together and get you a strategic plan of action in just 60 short minutes. Oh, and one last favor. As with every podcast, reviews and ratings are what help us continue to show up and grow. So if you wouldn't mind, please take a quick minute to leave a five-star review on Apple or Spotify and share this episode with a friend. Thanks. Talk soon.